Hello and welcome to the Moisture Farm Report, the Star Wars podcast that's never scruffy looking. Isn't that right, James? <laughs> I would like to hope so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd ho- I'd like to hope so too. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we would like to <laughs> accept any uh, positive affirmation about that <laughs> from anyone listening. Uh, but as I mentioned, I am uh, one of your hosts, Adam Wheeler, and joining me as always is James Matthews. How are you doing, James? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, slightly tired. Uh, I think I'm mm-hmm. genuinely running on vibes and <laughs> sleep deprivation, adrenaline, all sorts. It's been a really mm-hmm. long week um, working in all sorts of places. I was up at uh, I was up at five this morning, um, and uh, I only just got in a couple, an hour or so ago. So yeah, straight onto this. So I am, yeah. I don't know. I'm ready to go. <laughs> How's your week been? Well, I'm currently running on a bowl of cheesy chips at the moment, so forgive me if I'm a bit distracted. <laughs> and, and James uh, confided to me, uh, everyone, that he actually made the cheesy chips himself. Oh, yeah. Um, and for our American listeners, that's not crisps, cheesy chips. <laughs> cheesy chips, which is uh, a local delicacy <laughs> around these parts. It's the kind of thing that you have like after a night out, that's when it really hits the spot, oh, I think. I haven't great. had a night out. Especially if you're listening to this when it comes out like first thing in the morning, I'm not just coming back from a night out. I, I, I disagree. You're, you're uh, spending an <laughs> evening with me on the Moisture Farm Report, so that's a, that's an evening out. <laughs> I should get a drink. I haven't done a podcast tipsy for a long time. <laughs> Maybe we should start. Speaking of <laughs> drinks, James, I think mm. we should just quickly say that if uh, any of you would like to support the podcast, then you can head on down to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Moisture Farm Rep, where you can literally donate any amount of money you want and buy us a coffee if that's something you would like to do. But no pressure, absolutely. Um, James, uh, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of stuff, hasn't there, um, going on in the Star Wars universe just before we get on into today's episode. I am almost caught up mm-hmm. with Andor. I am about 20 minutes off the end of the most recent episode. I am... Oh, I'm so enjoying it. How are you enjoying it? <laughs> I still haven't watched the latest episode. I feel really <gasps> bad. What? What? I know. <laughs> I know. James, how have you... Wait, what? Have you been able to stay off Twitter for two days? Well, this is the thing I've noticed is I I haven't been seeing like as many spoilers on Twitter as I did with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because I think Obi-Wan, I watched that like first thing in the morning on a Wednesday. And that was because I knew that even with people trying not to talk about spoilers, I would see spoilers on Twitter. Yeah. But I'm not seeing as many with Andor at the moment, which is quite nice because it means I get to just watch it and enjoy it rather than watching it because I'm like, oh, God, I've got to watch it before I see something on Twitter that I don't want to see. Yeah, but I need to I... catch up with that. I need to catch up with the latest She-Hulk as well. So I'm going to do both of those like straight after this episode. You are in for a treat, my friend. It is, oh. uh, it's good. Um, all, the only things I've been seeing on Twitter for the past couple of days is, oh, my God. And things like, <laughs> like, wow, did they just do that? And it's great because uh, everyone listening to this in hindsight will be <laughs> uh, will be thinking, oh, my gosh, it's that bit that they're referencing. And uh, I think we're, James, are we on currently, or at least the most latest episode that's been released is episode five? Is that right? Or episode four? Uh, I thought it was six. Oh my gosh, I got both wrong. Um, <laughs> I might be wrong though. Okay. I can't um, remember off the top of my head. I can't remember either. But um, <laughs> before we get lulled down in which episode is which, James, um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this one this week. This is a bit of a weird one. 
Yeah, this is one we've had on the cards for a little bit now, so it's been. it feels like it's a good one to come back to, or to finally get around to. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's jump in. So, Adam. <laughs> I'm so jealous. What are jealous. we talking about today? No, I'm so jealous the fact that you're eating these chips. Oh, can, they I are good, I won't it. lie. I can sense it. Um, oh, okay, sorry. Go on, James. <laughs> so, Adam, what is it that we are talking about this week? Well, James, we're pretty used to a droid episode tradition on the Moisture Farm Report, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We're going to be looking today at the droid with the highest kill count in Star Wars. I, I James. thought for a moment you were going to say droid or droids, and I was like, ooh, a twist already. Ooh, <laughs> that would be too much. That would be way too <laughs> much. But then again, I guess we are mm-hmm. looking at multiple, in a sense. We are covering a few. So maybe mm-hmm. it is droids with the highest kill count. <laughs> maybe it's plural. But um, no, we are specifically trying to locate which droid has killed the most in the entire Star Wars canon, and maybe even the expanded universe. Um, yeah, James, how did we even how did we even get around to this? I can't remember. I, I can't remember either. I guess it's probably just because we see people talking about Chopper on Twitter a lot and how many like people he's killed. And then, have we had any particularly violent droids in anything recently? Well, we had the Mandalorian, of course, and the Book oh, of Boba Oh, of course, Fett. yeah, IG-11, yes. Yes, of I course. about IG-11. First of all, we cannot start this research without starting with the droid which you've uh, already kindly brought up which mm. is of course everyone's favorite <clears throat> chopper right c110p exactly um, <laughs> which, brilliant and it, did you know james that this I, I mean i didn't know but his mm-hmm. obviously his uh, nickname is chop and if you read c110p it looks like chop mm. it's quite clever I didn't, I didn't know that i didn't know that and they yeah, had, I, um, um, yeah, sorry, go for it. I don't know if we, are there any other like C1 unit droids? Because I don't remember seeing any. No, I don't remember before. seeing any either. Oh, no, wait, tell a lie. I think there's one in the Siege of Mandalore. I think one Is of those. There? Oh. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know right. when Ahsoka and Rex are escaping the ship and they get some droids to help them like close some blast doors? I'm pretty yes. sure one of those is a C1 droid. Of course, Chopper, or simply known as Chop, was a C1 series astromech droid manufactured by Industrial Automaton. Uh, and that was uh, he was active during the Clone Wars and the early years of the Galactic Empire. Um, he was a member of the Spectres, a rebel cell led by the Twi'ek captain Hira Sendula. Uh, shout out to Hira Sendula. What an amazing character. And the best. of course, yes, the best character. And the Jedi Kanan Jarrus. That also the best. The Empire. Yes. Um, there's something really, uh, you know, in, what's the word? Something not perfect about all those characters, in a sense. And Chopper mm. is is a brilliant <laughs> example. Um uh, How dare you quite... say Chopper's not perfect? Well, he would, James, he would take umbrage at that. Listen, he's quite a mischievous sod, isn't he? <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, he's definitely knows how to get up to no good, uh, and he was responsible for maintaining the Ghost, which was a modified VCX one hundred light freighter, which served as the Rebel Cell's main base of operations. That is, of course, uh, Kanan and Hera's base of operations. Um, so Chopper assisted the crew in everything from ship maintenance to combat, even though he didn't always want to, and there was a lot of things <laughs> he didn't want to do. 
he very rarely wanted to do anything. <laughs> he's like he's like a stroppy teenager, is what mm. I like to think of him as. Because every time they ask him to do something or something annoying happens, like <laughs> you just sense there's like a sigh, right? Yeah. You sense there's like a sense of annoyance that comes out mm. from Chopper. I think that's why I relate to Chopper so much, because they're in like a life or death situation and they say, Oh Chopper, you need to you know, activate the hyperdrive or something. He's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I just, I love that he doesn't really want to do anything at all. Even if it's for his own preservation, he doesn't want to do it. Even, even the, wah, 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 sounds like whiny. <laughs> mm. like, it, it, like, it's not a nice, crisp beep, bop, beep, isn't it? It's like, it's just mm. something a little bit more lethargic. But, as it turns out, um, you know, he was also as formidable as some of the other crew members like Hira mm-hmm. Sindula. Um Chopper is actually, I think, the character the Galactic Empire should fear the most. <laughs> and uh, I think James does as well, because uh, he done, he's done a little bit of research in this. But um, yeah, so after a little detailed assessment of uh, this droid's kill count, mm-hmm. he's responsible, I think, for almost over 50,000 character deaths in the Star Wars franchise, which is an astonishing number, isn't it, James? <laughs> that is completely absurd. It's like, how on earth? That is, um, it's just a ridiculous amount of number. How? I mean, when you, let's just say, for example, let's uh, take the example of Lord of the Rings, for yes. when Saruman walks out on the balcony and looks at <laughs> all of the the orcs outside, mm. of, um, outside of the tower. There were thousands there. Yeah, I think he makes a point of saying he has 10,000 orcs, and they're like, that's a ridiculous army size that no one in this world has. And then Chopper's like, yeah, I can kill five times that. <laughs> they should have had Chopper and Ministera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been brilliant. <laughs> Don't let anything come through those doors! And then Chopper just burst through. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. So but... he was um, he was part of the Republic Navy as a navigational mm. astromech droid, and yes, he was part of the Ryloth campaign. Um, and he, I think there's an interesting story where because he crash lands in a Y-Wing, uh, he yeah. has an, he has a irrational fear of Y-Wings going forward. <laughs> so he just flat out refuses to fly in Y-Wings, which is just great. <laughs> That's really funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> but yeah, I just love, I love also the idea of just Chopper. There's someone going, you fought in the Clone Wars? And yeah. Chopper's like, yes, I was once well, a badass. Well, well. <laughs> I was once a badass like your father um, but James um, mm. how did Chopper rack up such a big kill count how did he uh, do it mostly with merciless and reckless abandon I think I think so too yeah just with uh, a complete uh, just rolling in there with unadulterated confidence and just yeah it's um, it's interesting I looked at through um, a lot of the episodes that he features in. And mm. there are, um, first of all, he does take out a lot of enemies um, by conventional means and quite quite shocking means. Um, <laughs> excuse the pun, because he gets he, ele- he electrocutes an unnamed astromech droid in the rescue mm. on Ryloth in Star Wars The Bad Batch. Um, and he also... Uh, shoots and blows up three unnamed um, type <laughs> pilots, uh, TIE fighter pilots in, I think, Spark of the Rebellion Part 2, mm. which is a brilliant episode if anyone sees it, but it's literally just Chopper flying the ship on his own, manning the turrets. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. 
How does he there's do a lot it? Of, um, there's a lot of airlocks involved as well, like pushing droids off of walkways and into chasms, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and like cutting the rope that like a droid's hanging on for oh, dear life. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is like the most brutal episode I've ever seen. Like he just stares that droid in the eyes and just cuts the rope. Yeah, he takes a lot of pleasure in it. Because when I saw before I started watching Rebels, and I just saw people talking about Chopper as having this massive body count. I assumed that he'd like have a blaster in him or something, or that he'd take up blasters. Because as a gif, I think of him when he like dual wields these blasters and goes rolling down a hallway. So I was expecting that. I wasn't expecting him to be so creative with the ways that he takes out his enemies. He's obviously been spending too much time in the Rebel Alliance. He's picked up yeah. some uh, guerrilla tricks. Well, he treats it as a real art form. Like murder <laughs> is his canvas. So does he? Uh, does he take back trophies from his kills? Perhaps <laughs> is he one of those? I don't know if he's that sadistic, but I know a droid who would be. Oh, okay. We'll get onto that in a little bit. But, of course, Chopper's main uh, main part where he racks up all of these kills that he gets is in actually a particular episode in mm. Star Wars Rebels called Stealth Strike, Season 2, Episode 9, which was uh, directed by Brad Rao, um, who, mm -hmm. incidentally, he also directed some really cool episodes, such as um, the one where Agent Callus and Zeb are stuck on the moon together. Mm. Um, it was written by, uh, and I'm going to butcher this name, so I'm really sorry, <laughs> uh, Matt Mitch Novitz, and uh -huh. he was a uh, he wrote episodes such as the Citadel Rescue, um, which was in the Clone Wars, of course. He also wrote Carnage of Krell in the Clone Wars, yes. and he also wrote the Bad Batch um, in terms of the episode in the Clone Wars where we are introduced ah, to the Bad Batch. Quite yeah. prominent episodes then. Very prominent episodes, the very memorable ones. Definitely the ones that stand out. Mm. And this episode is not too dissimilar. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this. And to give you the context of how Chopper gets to the point where he kills this insane number of people, <laughs> let's just tell you a little bit about the story. So, Ezra Bridger is accompanying uh, Commando Sato on a mission to track down a missing ship. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, they find themselves captured by an experimental Imperial piece of tech. And they're taken into Imperial custody aboard the Indicator, uh, which is an mm -hmm. uh, Imperial um, flagship, effectively, like a Star Destroyer. Yes. And Kanan, Rex, and Chopper have to put their differences aside to rescue Ezra and Sato, <laughs> uh, like they always do. It's just a regular thing. <laughs> I just remembered what episode this is, and there's a specific bit that I'm like, oh my god, I love this. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a great way. Honestly, I forgot as well. But yeah, I had to rewatch this to um, get get a sense of what happens, but it's brilliant. And of course, they have to go and rescue them before Agent Callus arrives. Mm. And the context to Chopper's big moment comes at the beginning of the episode. So when Ezra and Sato are pulled, pulled out of hyperspace, once the ghost crew receive word that they've been pulled from hyperspace. Sabine Wren informs them all that um, it's possible to do this with the use of something called gravity wells. Mm. And when she was still in the Imperial Academy, she learned that the Empire was developing a new cruiser with gravity well projectors powerful enough to pull a ship out of hyperspace. Mm. Um, and this is like a secondary threat and plot point, a secondary plot point throughout the episode as our heroes go to Ezra and Sato's rescue. Mm -hmm. And now, in this episode, <clears throat> um, Chopper has some pretty gnarly kills before he even, he even gets <laughs> to the big one, right? So 
Uh, I don't know if you remember this one. You probably do. Mm. But once the crew break Ezra out, um, so I'm skipping ahead a bit, but once the crew break Ezra out, um, Chopper and Ezra move on to the Imperial ship's gravity well projectors. Because um, they're sort of tasked with sabotaging the ship so that the weapon can't, um, well, can't grab any more ships out of hyperspace. Mm. And it's here that Chopper enters the scene and accesses a terminal mm. while they find the gravity well projector room. And a load of stormtroopers enter that room and find them there. But as Chopper is accessing the terminal, he's able to turn off the gravity and it sort of makes uh, Ezra and all the stormtroopers um, start floating in the air and they're incapable of fighting. It's this sort of mad, yeah. mad dance in the air. It's very reminiscent of the fish opera, as we all love. <laughs> it's uh, classic sci-fi, isn't it? Let's turn off the gravity and make them all float for a bit. Let's do it. But then it gets very sadistic uh, sci-fi mm. when it, then Chopper restores the gravity and the stormtroopers mm. fall to their deaths. Do they actually, Do they die? I can't remember I this I mean, they fall down a massive, massive drop. And, oh no, uh, down one of those bottomless chasms. Yeah, exactly. And oh, uh, no. I'm assuming they die. Uh, <laughs> or they maybe just break their legs down at the bottom of the shaft. But uh, it's pretty gruesome. <laughs> I mean, Maul survived falling down a bottomless pit with no legs. So maybe the stormtroopers all make their way to a junk planet and make spider legs for themselves. <sighs> that's right. Maybe, maybe. That's that's uh, one enemy, one character we're yet to have, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? An android stormtrooper mix. <laughs> Gosh, that would be really interesting. But then the stormtroopers don't have the force, James. How would they be able to force heal themselves? How would they be able to do that? Yeah, they can't cling on to life with the dark side. Probably dead then. (laughs) Well, we can add them to the kill count then. In that case, (laughs) Um, just uh, James, can you notch one on the on the chalkboard while you're there? Uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, as this is all going on, Rex and Kanan are en route to release Sato as well, and Mm. they do so. But um, before they can make it back to their ship. They are overpowered by troopers, um, and mm. Rex is captured after trying to buy them some time. And he seals the blast door behind him, and is um, he tries to take on stormtroopers single-handedly before being mm. captured. I remember Rex in the hallway. It was a classic like Clone Wars hero moment. Yeah, it was almost like course. him kind of having his like I can still do this, even yeah, though I'm yeah. old Rex now. To give further context, Chopper's uh, big one is done while completing the rescue of uh, of Rex from the clutches mm. of the Empire. Uh, as Kanan finally reaches Rex and breaks him out, everyone mm. makes their escape, and um, and Ezra and Sato and Chopper um, are in the Ghost, and Rex and Kanan are in an escape pod because they don't get to the Ghost in time because Rex, of course, um, sorry, Kanan went back to uh, break out Rex. He went to mm. save him. So they're in an escape pod. But after the ghost crew pick up Kanan and Rex, they are caught in the gravity well projectors once again, which yes. prevents them from jumping into hyperspace. So once again, it's a really powerful moment, um, a really tense moment in the episode. But this is where Chopper's big plan comes in, doesn't <laughs> it, James? It does indeed. There's a little bit of tampering and tinkering. <laughs> do, you, do you remember it? Can you... Do you remember it well enough to tell, or shall I <laughs> shall I dive in? Um, I think I can. You might have to correct me a few moments, but I think I can. I only watched okay. it a couple of months ago. Give it um, a go. Give it a go. So they're going. They're trying to escape in the ghost, but obviously they can't jump to hyperspace, or they'll be yanked back out again. And yeah. then I think Chopper does a little bit like wah 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 wah, and Ezra says something <laughs> like, "What do you mean you've sabotaged it?" And then it cuts to the the interior of this interdictor, 
and stuff is starting to spark and, you know, needles on dials are going into the red. And he essentially sabotaged the gravity well generator so that instead of holding onto rebel ships, it starts sucking in the other star destroyers around the interdictor Whew. into it. Yeah, and of course, there is a massive explosion <laughs> and about three ships all blow up, all in sync. <laughs> One big star destroyer sandwich. Chopper it is. blew up three star destroyers. <laughs> I mean, just... What? I'm just starting to think of like how hard it is to blow up one Star Destroyer. Because you think in um, in Return of the Jedi, when they take down Vader's Super Star Destroyer, it takes you know one A-Wing fighter to fly through the bridge and sacrifice themselves. And that's like, even that is a huge cost to lose one pilot doing that. But then for Chopper to just bring down three in one go, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I yes. mean, he's, maybe he's, you know, maybe we underestimate his, his uh, <laughs> military cunning, as it were. Yeah, he's but, actually blown uh, up like half the Separatist flagships before yeah, he's finally brought down. Exactly. So let's summarise uh, Chopper's mm -hmm. kill count in this scene, shall we? So, yes. Chopper mm. sabotaged the Indicator, causing mm -hmm. it to explode and taking two Imperial cruisers down with it. Mm -hmm. And the Indicator seemed roughly the same size as an Imperial One-class Star Destroyer. Yep. And according to the wiki... Those have over around 37,000 crew members mm -hmm. and an additional 9,700 stormtroopers on board, which makes a total of just under 47,000 people <laughs> on one ship, all dead in one wow. foul, in one foul, wub, 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 wub. And, uh, <laughs> and add that, add the crew of the other two Imperial light cruisers yes. that get taken out with it. And they're a lot smaller in terms of uh, the crew members on board the light cruisers. They're, they roughly mm. range around 1,500 each. Mm. And that brings us up to 50,000 kills. <laughs> <laughs> 50,000 kills? That is absurd. That is quite frankly absurd. It's, quite, it's just absolutely absurd. Chopper has taken out almost an entire imperial, imperial sector. <laughs> How does he do think it? of what other things would be like fifty thousand people strong? Like what kind of you know organizations or something? And I, I genuinely can't think off the top of my head. So I'm, maybe I'm not. just having a I'm just having a look at like capacities of um, stadiums and things because I thought I might be able to recognize it from that. And like Wembley Stadium here in the UK, the capacity is ninety thousand. So that's just over half of a Wembley Stadium that he's killed in one go. <laughs> um, but I have a question for you, James. Yes. Um, because uh, I have a counter-argument to this. Because mm -hmm. most people think that Chopper is the undisputed goat for yeah. kill count in droids. Um, you saying he's like, a disputed goat? I is it in I'm, dispute? I'm saying this is in dispute. I'm saying that I've, I've crunched numbers here. And I'm mm -hmm. saying there's, there's an anomaly here that no one's talking okay. about. Okay, interesting. Um, and I'm going to give you... And I'm going to ask you a question before I go into this. Okay. <clears throat> um... Are droid kills, do they count? Do they count as actual kills? I was going to ask you the same thing, because I've also been looking up some droid killing machines, and I was, yeah, some of them it counts the kills of droids and things. And I was thinking, like, uh, it feels a bit wrong saying, you know, do droids count as lives? But I don't know, I, I feel like it depends on what droid it is. Yeah. 
And I don't know if this is just because we get to know things like protocol droids and astromech droids quite well, so it seems like they have personality, whereas maybe like a battle droid or something doesn't. Yeah. But I don't know. Because something like a droidica, for example, we never hear them talk. No, no. So I don't know whether they have much sentience. But this, this is the thing. sentience is the right word. And I think that's that's probably the good differentiation is since, mm. you know, is whether the droid is sentient or not. <clears throat> perhaps that's maybe a good indicator of mm. whether it could be considered a kill or maybe the terminology is different. Maybe it's like a destru- destroy, destroyed it or, yeah. you know, something like that. But but then that but that then that sort of um, underappreciates the maybe the level of difficulty sometimes it mm. takes to destroy a droid, which is. Yeah in many cases, just as difficult, if not more, than a human. Well, I'm going to argue that it does count as an actual okay. kill. Just for the purposes of this argument, can I... Can I <laughs> so we don't have it, to recalculate anything. So we don't have to... No, exactly. So <laughs> I'm going to throw this name out to you, and okay. I'm going to say this droid uh, kills way more okay. than Chopper. Mm-hmm. R2-D2. Interesting. I'm wondering how many direct kills he has. There may have been mm. a lot in Clone Wars and things that I can't think of, but because mm, mm, mm. um, my first thought was the Death Star, but then he doesn't really help with that. That's no. Luke, especially because yeah. he gets shot before Luke actually takes the Death Star out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what other, what kills does R two have? Because the only three I can think of are the two super battle droids in Revenge of the Sith, and um, well, R three yes. that okay. spy droid in the Clone Wars that R two yes. yeets off a gangplank. Those are the oh, only great. ones I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> he he has a load of kills. I mean, there's okay. Um, I think I've got the I've got down here a couple in the Clone Wars season one in the episode Downfall of a Droid. There's a, there's an IG eighty six droid who gets sucked into space by R two D two, and in Duel of the Droids, um, he electrocutes uh, and kills a Magna Guard, mm-hmm. and he also knocks off an R three unit off a platform mm-hmm. as well in that episode, and. There's also an episode called Mystery of a Thousand Moons where I think you just mentioned the four oh, reprogrammed Vulture one. droids. Yes. Or was that you? Were you mentioning something else? This isn't uh, the same thing. I mentioned R3 going off the gangplank. Sorry, then in Mystery of a Thousand Moons, mm. there's four reprogrammed Vulture droids which um, they're crashed into a separatist trap by R2-D2. Mm. Um, so, so already off the um, in season one of Clone Wars, he's got six, uh, sorry, seven straight mm. off the bat. Right, That's pretty good, but there's one in particular, just like Chopper, where he mm. gets a signif- a significant amount of kills. Right? Oh no! And uh, this is in season two, episode nineteen of the Clone yeah. Wars. So the episode Storm Over Ryloth. In this episode, R two D two helps Anakin Skywalker uh, fly their damaged Republic cruiser the Defender, mm. into the direct path of a Martuk Lukahulk-class droid control ship. And oh, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> <laughs> Does it ring any bells? <laughs> but, Vaguely. Well, um, basically, long story short, there's mm. a droid control ship uh, blockading Ryloth, and mm. the plan is, which is formulated by Anakin, that they're just going to kind of uh, do a Hondo manoeuvre, except yeah. they're not actually going to be on the ship when it happens, so maybe not the Hondo <laughs> manoeuvre. <laughs> um, this is the, uh, yeah, I mean, the, this, we'll call it this the Anakin manoeuvre then. Yeah. The Anakin manoeuvre. <laughs> and the plan is to basically just ram it straight into the ship um, yep. before they go. And, Solid plan. Or after they go. 
And once Anakin brings the ship out of hyperspace, he directs it at the ship. Mm. And when he does this, R2, he boosts the engines to full thrust and sends it straight into the command ship while they evacuate. Yeah. So I'm arguing for this, that he has a he is directly involved in this kill or this destruction because he doesn't just sit in a ship with Anakin and just kind of mm. fly around with him. He actually does something to cause this destruction. Okay. And yeah, if he's actually helping pilot the ship that blows the control ship up, that makes sense. Exactly. And for anyone who doesn't know, on a droid control ship, the Wikipedia article on it says that there are 139,000 B1 series battle droids on these ships alongside 1,500 Vulture-class starfighters. Wow. (laughs) Straight away, off the bat, you could argue R2-D2 has 140,500 kills, and that's not even (laughs) counting any in Season 1 of Clone Wars and maybe any that he gets in Attack of the Clones or, or Phantom Menace. Wow. They like doing it in style, don't they? They like going for, you know, we're not just going to rack up a lot of individual kills. Like, we're going to blow up an entire um, capital ship and take down as many as possible in one day. Yeah. But it's not the only time he does this, James. Mm. There's another time. What? He he does Season 2, episode 16, Cat and Mouse in Clone Wars. (laughs) Okay. He is responsible for the deaths of 120 vulture droids and 48,000 battle droids when both he and R2-D2, or both Anakin Skywalker and um, R2-D2, are trying to evade heat-detecting missiles. So he he redirects the heat-seeking missiles into Trench's ship and it blows it up. Mm. And yeah, apparently there was 48,000 battle droids and 120 <laughs> vulture droids. So that's added 48,120 to already the 140,500. Taking that's... us to, yeah, taking us to a, let's see if my maths, my mental arithmetic can work <laughs> here, but 100 and, 188,620 kills? Wow. That, um, that cat and mouse total is almost more than choppers just in one episode. <laughs> but this is the thing. This is this is if you count battle droid kills. Yes. I I would for battle droids because I think in Clone Wars they have a degree of um again like sentience and kind of free thought. Yeah. Maybe not so much as someone like C3PO or or R2, but they have something more than just like a kind of following a programming. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So James, have we have we settled on the fact that R2D2 is actually trumping Chopper? I I would argue yes. Based on I feel those like, two instances I, alone. I, I feel like there's a button there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not as not as many human kills or as many like organic kills, but definitely as many uh as many lives and thoughts of any kind snuffed out at once. Oh, we need to give him the credit he deserves. <laughs> but um, let's go on to some honourable mentions and maybe some mm-hmm. other some other possible alternatives uh, on yes. the all-time greatest um, hit count list for droids. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's a few others. There's, of course, um, IG, IG-88. Yep. There's IG-11. Yes. There's people like Mr. Bones, for example, <sighs> who was a very much a feared uh, battle droid. I love Mr. And Bones. 
I think there's also something to be said or overlooked by the fact that we don't talk a lot about AI in Star mm. Wars that much. Yeah, I suppose we don't see it that much outside of a, an actual droid, do we? No, the only really. thing I can think of is Luthan Rail's ship in Andor. Yeah. Because that's got a sort of talking sat-nav. Um, mm, 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 mm. Yeah, we don't see it that often. No. Well, unless we do, uh, and I'm just not noticing it. No. Well, I don't know. I just think it maybe it's it'd be an, it'd be an interesting angle to go from, mm. you know, if there was an AI that was responsible for the deaths of loads <laughs> of people. It probably, you know, if if um, IG88 had taken over the Death Star, I yes. mean, yes. Well, he I mean, would have gone with, for the entire galaxy. He would have gone straight to the top. Yeah, <laughs> quadrillions. <laughs> yeah. Uh James, uh do you have any other suggestions that you've been looking at or just many other honorable mentions that we should take a look at? Well, I took a look at Triple Zero and BT1 from the Darth Vader and Doctor Aphra comics um, because if you've not read any of the comics before, they are a protocol droid, or Triple Zero is a protocol droid, and BT1 is an astromech droid, and they are specifically made for assassination and torture, and they have kind of similarly to Chopper, but I think more, even to a bigger degree, a love of violence and murder. So I thought, surely they've got a rival... <laughs> chopper at some point like surely they've taken down an entire rebel ship or something yeah um so i went through and i tried to do a bit of number crunching i don't have i have neither a definitive kill count total like you had um and i also haven't gone through everything they've been in because i'm starting to read the dr afro comics at the moment so i didn't want to read too many right. spoilers so i've gone so, through the darth vader ones i've got and okay I say I don't have a definitive kill count. I have gone through the comics and I've literally totted up as many as I can see them <laughs> kill on page as have I you, could. Ha, have you got a spreadsheet, James? Have you got a spreadsheet? <laughs> I haven't. I've just got a bullet point list, but it's from primary uh, sources. Okay, so, okay, cool. <laughs> you've got a nice big spreadsheet and many numbers with secondary sources. I've got fewer numbers with primary sources. Great. So <laughs> together, I think we've got like the basis of a scientific paper here. I think so too. So um, to give a little bit of context to, to Trip and BT... Um, so triple zero, just a kind of interesting thing. He's a protocol droid, but that's not triple zero. Isn't necessarily the droid. It's actually like a bit of programming. Um, so it's called the triple zero protocol personality matrix. And it's like a bit of coding that you can put into a protocol droid and turn it into this triple zero assassination droid. So theoretically triple zero could be any protocol droid. Hmm. And it was made way back in the Old Republic. Um, and the scientist who made it quickly realised that it was a terrible mistake when he was probably murdered by Triple Zero straight away. Yeah. yeah. Um, as most killer droids go. I think that happened with IG-88, didn't it? That he was activated and immediately killed the people yes. that built him. Um, so this personality matrix, uh, he went rogue through the galaxy and eventually fell into the hands of Watt Tambor from the Techno Union. Yeah, But even he, mad evil scientist he is, considered the triple zero programming too dangerous to tinker with and ordered it locked into quarantine. Ooh. And it eventually fell into the hands of the Tarkin Initiative, which was Tarkin's secret science and research group that built the Death Star. And, you know, they're not content with the Death Star and they think we could we could build, like, not bigger weapons, but more subtle, more personal weapons, like a protocol That's... droid that can electrocute people to death. That's really terrifying, the idea of a yeah. droid in quarantine. Yeah. Right? That's terrifying. I mean, yeah, you think of a, someone infected with a virus going into quarantine, mm. and then there's just, 
you just get the sense that this droid is just all raging murder. That's just yeah. its entire purpose. And that's terrifying. Yeah, the fact that Wat Tambor, the guy who like captured and mutilated Echo and turned him into this kind of cyborg um, semi-computer thing, like even he looked at the triple zero thing and was like, oh yeah, no, actually let's put this in a vault and never look at it again. Like it's too dangerous to even try and destroy it because it might kill us. It's too dangerous to be kept alive. <laughs> but also too dangerous to not dis- to leave, I don't know, too dangerous to destroy. <laughs> Just put it in a hole and forget about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and get rid of those red eyes. Oh, yeah, terrifying. Literally. And then BT-1 has a kind of similar origin. He's not as old, but he was created by the Tarkin Initiative. So, like, there was one group working on, you know, maybe we can make this protocol droid matrix work and make it so that it doesn't kill everybody. And then there's another team, like, what if we build an astromech droid and just fill it with missiles and flamethrowers? Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like Mr. Bones. (laughs) Very much so. I think the idea was that they could send them into, like, rebel groups and they'd be kind of not undetectable but like they could assassinate rebel leaders and not look out of place because they're just a protocol droid or an astromech droid um but bt1 again proved you know they built this droid and thought yeah we can we can control this we can avoid it turning into a sci-fi nightmare yeah and he straight away turned into a sci-fi nightmare because he he killed everyone at this Tarkin initiative base that he was made in and then blew up the base itself for good measure just in case he left anyone alive and then oh fled gosh. into the galaxy. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Great. So, I mean, how many people were in this Tarkin initiative? Do I, we have any numbers on the doors? I don't know. I did try and find it, but there's no definitive... Like, it doesn't even say where the base was. Um, oh, which is part right. of the problem, because I've gone through um, like how many, like I said, who I could see them killing um, in these comics. And I'll, I'll just rattle through the list um, as quick as possible. So we've got, first of all, dozen, dozens of Geonosian battle droids, Silo 4, an Imperial agent who's working against Vader, one Naboo mortician and his protocol droid, one Juros who beat Triple Zero at Hollow Chess, and he did not like that, <laughs> at least six Stormtroopers and two Imperial Royal Guards, the King of the Planet Shutoran, 14 of his oh my- Royal Guards and one of his protocol droids. Oh my uh, gosh! At least 221 Shutoran warriors. One back alley droid repairman and at least 15 droids in his workshop. Oh. At, least, <laughs> at least six locals on the Cosmotanic Steps village. Although when they did leave the village, they left it on fire, so there's probably more dead. Right. And roughly six soldiers who boarded Vader's Executor once. So That's let me just do my quick mental maths. And by that, I mean open up the calculator on my phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is unbelievable. There's so, many, there's so much variety as well in his kills. And yeah. the fact that he has taken out both droids, stormtroopers, humans, and a king of all yeah. people. A king! I mean, one, of the, um, one of the protocol droids, I think Triple Zero needs just some information from them. And he's like, oh, I don't want to torture the droid. I Like, I have a barrier. Like, I'm not a savage. And then he thinks, oh, no, I, I do need this information. And so he... Um, I don't know if... Okay, this, is, this one, I don't know if it's actually a confirmed kill. Um, because it just cuts to this protocol droid lying on the floor in pieces. And Triple Zero is like, well, I did remove his pain receptors, so it's not really torture. Yeah, the problem is, like I said, you don't know how many are on that base that BT-1 blew up. And also, Triple Zero at one point in his history went on a rampage across the galaxy um, before he was eventually caught and quarantined. And it's not said what that rampage involved. He may have killed billions, or he may have killed no one. 
So <laughs> leave it up to the audience to decide. Yeah. So the range is anywhere from two hundred and eighty-three to like six billion. Um, I, could listen, be anything li- between that. Listen, I think that uh, regardless whether R two D two and uh, Chopper have racked up tens of thousands, mm. arguably Triple Zero has the more scarier kills because he does. Yeah. He sounds like he does them, you know, face to face. So. I think we can we can safely slot that into maybe number three in yeah. our all time hit list. <laughs> um, are you counting Triple Zero and BT as a as a gang? I think you're tough too. I think they they come as a unit. They're like Simon and Garfunkel, right? You Great. wouldn't look at Simon and Garfunkel's songs and say, "Oh, Paul Simon's got," you know. Um, if you looked like the Sound of Silence, you wouldn't count that as a Paul Simon or an Art Garfunkel thing. It's Simon and Garfunkel. Just like Triple Zero and BT One, their murders count together. I think. I was gonna, you know, you could you could say the same about the Beatles, but uh, yeah. George, McCart- George McCartney might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, George and Ringo are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> if we were to fill out a top five, if yeah. we were to have a top five kill list, mm-hmm. um, I think I've got another option on there to slot okay. into number. Well, I think this number is disputed, so you're gonna have to help me here. <laughs> it's all but- disputed. It is exactly like who knows, but um, I'm gonna throw another name out to you, yeah. Um, um, who we've also talked about in a previous podcast, but okay, uh, is it Skippy, no, it's not, but Phew. great, great idea. Um, <laughs> HK47, yes, I was wondering about him because I still yeah. don't know that much about him, but he is very, very violent. Um, he's a very violent and uh, like triple zero, he's gone up and essentially assassinated. Mm. tons and tons of people there is a bit in his wikipedia page which says um hk47 helped his hut master to Mm. maintain his reputation as the most feared gangster on uh whatever that planet's name is (laughs) (laughs) sleheron sleheron i'm gonna go with sleheron on sleheron apparently Mm -hmm. he killed hundreds of targets in one year wow okay that's yeah, Pretty, okay, hundreds is a lot in one year. Yeah, but it just says a hundreds. It doesn't have a number. So that could be 200, or that could be 759. Yeah, so like that, we, that's at least one a day on average. Yeah, yeah. But probably more. So I don't know whether he slots into number three and number four. What do you think? He might do. The, the problem with Trip and BT is, like I said, there's just too much of a question mark. Um, so I don't know where they would be. I reckon, though... I reckon that HK probably has more than them because he's at least like killing for a purpose. Yeah. Like if he's doing it, you know, for for his master or for a job or something. Whereas I yeah. think the problem with Trip and BT is they love to murder, but they don't always have a reason for it. So let's have a look again at our list. Mm-hmm. We've got R two D two currently on, let's say, roughly one hundred eighty eight thousand <laughs> kills. Right. Yeah. We've got Chopper in yeah. P two on fifty thousand kills. Hmm. HK47, we're going to put into number three yep. with a undefined, but, you know, a pretty solid killing hundreds <laughs> of targets in one year. Mm-hmm. And we've got triple um, zero and BT in number four. Yeah. Uh, and just to round out the top five. Yes. Um, I'm going to say IG11. Okay. Not um, 88? Not, AG, not 88. Interesting. I think Explain yourself, be, sir. 
Um, mainly because I've only looked at eight IG11s numbers and not 88. So um, I'll while take I that. do, I'll take that reasoning. While, while I take the num, while I go through the numbers, maybe you can quickly <laughs> skim IG88. But um, um, I mean, there's there's really some simple numbers on um, the official um, kill count list on Wikipedia. Yeah. But he's got 66 <clears throat> kills, confirmed kills, mm-hmm. um, 43 stormtroopers. Yep. 22 um, Nyctos and one alien. And that brings him to a total of 66 kills in total, which I think is a healthy, a healthy number. (laughs) It's not, it's not like interstellar galactic, you know, blockade Mm. destroying numbers, but it's also not, it's not small numbers either. No, I, I'm just thinking with IG-88, and I'm probably not going to research all of this right now because it's too much. But in Legends, I don't know if you remember when we talked about this last season, he was actually in control of the Death Star during the Battle of Endor when yeah. it blew up a lot of ships. Yeah. And even though there were people know. at the controls firing, he did have a part in that because I think he like improved the targeting system so it so the right. shots were more accurate. Okay. So he right. he at least has like indirect culpability for whatever okay. rebel ships were blown up. And I can't remember how many... Um, Ships were blown up in that battle. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I've come across one of those really, really long Reddit posts where they, you know, properly go through their working of how many ships were destroyed in that battle. Yeah. And do you ever get it when you're looking at it like, I, I don't really want to read all. I don't care enough yeah, to read all yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, okay. Um, well, how about we put? Hmm, if you, if it's indirect kills. If it's in, if it's indirect kills, I'm not sure we can we can class them as on the same level as some of the other ones. Perhaps, mm. perhaps. What do you think? I ah, uh, it's hard because like, would you would you class all of Choppers, for example, as direct in that sense when he sucks those two star destroyers in? Because it's I don't know. I suppose it is a result of his actions, and it's. I mean, I would argue Chopper fully well knew what he was doing. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because I suppose like IG-88 with the Death Star, he couldn't have fired it by himself. We might have been able to. But it was yeah. somebody else firing it. He was just assisting. But then you yeah. could say that about R2 and Anakin. True. True, I, true. Potentially. True. But then R2... Uh, R2 knew but he maybe played. Yeah, he maybe played more of a role in it, like more of an active yeah. role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, IG-88, whereas IG-88 yeah. is just like, you might want to like move it two clicks to the left, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, uh, dude, uh, you might want to just, you know, get on the button. You know, your, sh- <laughs> your shift started. Don't be late for the kills. <laughs> don't, for- don't forget the wind direction. <laughs> oh, thank you, IG-88. You're so nice. Um, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, no. Listeners, maybe the listeners can can decide where IG88 fits into our <laughs> our top five. How about that? Yeah, that sounds about right. Just quick before we wrap up, um, I've yes. got a question for you, James. I was while researching this, I was trying to find out the question: Who was the droid in the Separatist army that had the most clone kills? Ah, interesting. And I couldn't find it. I've wondered a similar thing before when we've looked at 
um, or we must think of doing like crazy droid stories. I've been wondering if there are any battle droids that have a particular, um, that are like particularly significant. The only one I could come across was um, OOM9 or OOM9, but yeah. they were the commander at the Battle of Naboo. I don't yeah, know if you remember, there's yeah. one who's like in the tank with the binoculars who's doing the kind of yeah. open fire and ceasefire thing. But I don't yeah, know if they yeah. were in the Clone Wars or not. I can't, I don't know if there are any others who were. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch the opening to Revenge of the Sith soon because I know you see a lot of them like manning the guns on the Separatist cruisers. And there's, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's one shot at least where you see the clones being like sucked out into space or something as the ship's pulled open. So it's got to yeah, be, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So... Ah, oh, maybe that's this is a part two that yes. we come back to. Maybe <laughs> the part two is who was the droid in the in the Clone Wars who racked up the most clone KIAs. <laughs> that would be good. I'd enjoy doing that. <laughs> great, great. Um, do you have something for us, James? Um, should I? <laughs> I thought you were going to have a review. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> I was great. like, oh no, is I have to prep something else for this episode? No, no, I just remember you saying you had a review. Oh, I do. do you have a review for us? I do, yes. Thank you for prompting me. <laughs> Otherwise I would have forgotten that for the fourth week running. Um, yes, we've got a lovely review from John Wesley at uh, Sense of Shelf Podcast, which if you are a big book fan, go and listen to that podcast because he is just such an entertaining book podcast. He's doing a thing on banned books at the moment, which is really great. Um, but he said, it's a very entertaining show. If you're a Star Wars fan, you'll enjoy the deep dives and the witty banter. Go ahead and subscribe. You won't be disappointed. So thank you oh, very, very much, John. Thank you. We really thank appreciate your podcast too. I need to leave a review on his podcast. I am so behind on leaving reviews on people's yeah, podcasts. Definitely. Same, same. Um, bad but yeah, thank friend. you, John. No, you're not James. Yes, no, I am. No. We do it to we we've done it to Oh, we've done it to other shows. We're just, you know, <laughs> we're getting to it. We're just getting around to it. Yeah, I'll get to it eventually. Um, Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, though, John. That's really appreciated. So thanks for the support. But, James, I think it's time to wrap up. It probably is. So now we want to know what you think about these droids with the highest kill count. Do you agree with our list? Do you have any other stats to back it up? Uh, do you have any details on how many BT-1 killed in that Tarkin base explosion? Let us know your thoughts on social media at Moisture Farm Rep, or you can send us an email at moisturefarmpod at gmail.com. In fact, if you have any suggestions about topics, characters, or places in the Star Wars universe that we should discuss, send them our way as well. And as always, you can reach us individually on Twitter. I am at James16Matthews. And I'm at Wheeler underscore deals. And if you like this episode, why not subscribe and leave us a review on your platform of choice? And if you want to support the show, you can literally buy us a cup of Jarwood juice at buymeacoffee.com forward slash moisture farm rep. Or a bowl of cheesy chips because they went down a treat. Oh, you've, oh <laughs> I've forgotten about them. No. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. I'm going to do that when I get back in. <laughs> Excellent. That sounds like a good plan. We'll have cheesy chips next week. Thank you for listening to Adam and I. We'll be back next time with Cheesy Chips to discuss more of the incredible universe that is Star Wars. But until then, we'll see you next time on the Moisture Farm Report.
wonder if there's a mouse droid out there that caused a load of inadvertent deaths by just like tripping up stormtroopers out of an airlock. Or maybe eating away at the wires. Yeah. Which destroyed life support, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Let's have a look. Definitely. <laughs> 